everybody. Welcome to the Pilgrims Podcast. My name is Eric. My name is Tyler. And we are back. Here we are talking about um, prophetic personalities. And we have a good episode for you today. But on a lighter note, Tyler, I have a question. Okay. Favorite snack? Like, go-to favorite snack? Oh, boy. Oh... It, am I fast? Like on a no, just okay. regular day. Any, regular day. A regular day. I I love chips. Yeah, I do. I like specific kind. Or? I mean, it. So I have this weird. Well, maybe it's not weird. I like sweet and salty type things. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. anytime I do smoothies or different things like that, I also want something salty on the side. Yeah, I so I'll that. do like some type of sweet potato chip or a like a Triscuit or a, a Wheat Thin, like something like that that's salty, that's like chewy, that that gives me a different yeah, like flavor and texture, yeah. I feel that. First thing that pops in my mind. Oh, man. I love snacks, y'all. Like, <laughs> I really do. What, what is yours? Oh, man. I have so many. A few that come to mind. <laughs> I love salt and vinegar chips. Those are like so good. Very good. Hunger and thirst. You just eat some and you're like, oh, you're like one chip turns into the whole bag and it's over. Is that your go-to? If you go, have you been to Jersey Mike's? Yeah, like once or twice, which is funny because I am from Jersey. You got to go, man. It's yeah. a great sandwich place. But like if you go to a sandwich shop, like what type of chips are you rolling out there? With? I want either salt and vinegar chips or the jalapeno chips. Like those um, like kettle cooked ones. You know oh, what I'm yeah, talking yeah, about? Yeah. Like are, you, you, are you a spicy guy? Yes. Oh, spicy. Yes. Oh. Love spicy food. We'll talk. We should just do a whole podcast on food. Come on. If you're late, if we're, you're, we're in the fast too right now. Oh, so, I know. Oh, Lord, dude. help us. And uh, yeah, if you're listening to this and we're making you hungry, go eat a snack. The Lord says have a cookie. No, I'm just kidding. Word, the word of God. Yeah. <laughs> Bob Jones, give that word a lot. To Heidi Baker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, well. Yeah, let's get into it. So we are, we've done, remind me, the speaker, speaker seer, the seer, and today, El Knower. The Knower. Here we go. The, the Knower. That's, uh, that's uh, one of them. One of the five. One of the five. One of the five. I'm, I'm personally not a knower, so I had to do a little research on this too, and I know Tyler has... Um, had some experiences with this personality type. So Tyler, why don't you, uh, yeah, take it away. Cool, cool. All right. Yeah, like Eric said, we've talked about the speaker and the seer. I encourage you to go back and listen to the last two episodes to get caught up and get an idea of some of the other personalities. But knowers, all right, knowers. I'm going to talk about them from a natural perspective, and then I'll talk about what happens when God gets a hold of this type of personality. So on a natural plain like main attributes about a knower practical minded people very grounded people people that value efficiency um, they're not up in the sky not dreaming of the future and coming up with daydreams and imaginations like the seers right like we talked about last time they're looking at today they're looking at here they're looking at now what are we doing now and what do we need to do now to get things done so you, you can then, without me even saying it, begin to see why you need multiple personalities because some of the other ones are going to be up and down and here and there and one foot in the future and talking all the time. But the knowers are the efficient, practical-minded people. So I, I mentioned the seers in the last episode, um, the seers being the big-picture, forward-thinking people. You can see now why they would need knowers. Like I'm a seer and I have different knowers in my life and I 
oftentimes will bounce my ideas and visions off of them just to kind of get a sense. I'll do it with a couple of them just to get a sense of like, is this something God's really saying to me right now? And it can be really helpful uh, because they can discern very quickly, like, hmm, that's a good idea. That's not a good idea. I compare it in the book to the metaphor of zeros and ones. And that's not necessarily to say that they're they're always difficult to get along with. Like sometimes, yes, they are. But uh, but normally it's more of like they just zero and one, like their gut gives them an indication very quickly of what makes sense and what doesn't make sense. Right. So uh, in, a na- in a natural sense, this, this helps like when they're in their jobs, whether they're teachers or doctors or whether they're listening to someone and giving counsel, like it's they know or they don't very quickly based on life experience or just based on what their gut is telling them, which can be kind of subjective. Right. And just for everybody to know, the zeros and ones thing, that's like the code that like computers kind of talk into, right? Like it's either yes or no. It's very black and white and it's it's very a, a clear like directive, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And, and <clears throat> knowers are, are very like realistic and practical people. They're they're not as like I noticed just over the years of just being around people like this. They're not the type that are going to sit and want to problem solve for hours. They they get a, a sense on, on the like right off the bat, off the cuff, like, hmm, yes or no. And that's why I use the one zero black and white metaphor. I think sometimes when people read this, they they go, well, I'm not a black and white person. That's not me. But I I encourage you to understand the fact that there's a gradient of knower types. There are definitely the blunt, like difficult to get along with what you would consider black and white people. But then there's also knowers that are nice. They're just, if, but if they're being honest, like, and you get inside their head, they are kind of thinking yes or no. I trust you. I don't trust you. That's a good idea. That's not a good idea, whether they verbalize it or not. Right. And I was just going to say, we need knowers when we like need like uh, places to eat. <laughs> a good idea yeah instead of like what do you want to eat i don't know what do you want to eat true it's like no we're going we're, we're going to panera <laughs> yeah <laughs> right i've been with knowers too it's yeah it's like food places or directions you know all, the seers are like let me pull up the map and look at it and the the feelers are like oh, i don't know you know they're kind of up and down they're like i don't know which one i feel like going the knowers are like no this is the way to go and right. they just know yeah and depending on how bold they are because obviously some people aren't bold and in your face blunt they they're they may know it and they may not say it because they're afraid to say it right but they know right and they're and they're so practical and realistic they're gonna kind of see through stuff that doesn't make sense right i feel like i feel like knowers are kind of like naturally inclined to like like in school you either i feel like you're either a science and math person or that you really excel in or you're really good at english or history or you're a brainiac and you're just good at everything. But for me, right. at least being like a seer and a speaker, I really gravitate towards the English side, the history side, the very like, you know, theoretical stuff. But like when it comes to math and sciences, there's one formula, one way to do it, and it's like clear cut and you can you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I feel like it's like it's very yes or no. So would you say that like they tend to do that? I don't know. It's just a thought. Yeah, that's a good thought. I've definitely seen some that are. I mean, you could you could look at, all right, we're talking natural side, like some lawyers, people like that. Uh, I guess they would kind of still be on the English history side, but you could go with doctors True. or or other types of people that aren't like, they don't want to 
spend tons and tons of time like trying to figure out all of the details together. They just want to figure out what is the law saying, yes right. or no. Those, what, what does history say, yes or no. What is the, what's the truth? Because yeah. honestly, the motivation for a knower is just the truth, and hmm. like yeah. it's 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 finding. And for like people that don't follow the Lord and are still kind of in the natural side of it. The truth to them just is let's find the facts or yeah. what's the most realistic way to do this or the most efficient way to do this. Obviously, that changes when we get a more like grounded view of what truth really is when we find Christ. But but knowers, yeah, I, mean, I definitely could see that there'd be there would be part of that. Uh, I think, and I wrote here like that being realistic and practical. Leave that to the knowers. They specialize in the efficient process that's been working for us department. And I think they filter most interactions through the following questions. Does this pass the common sense test? (laughs) Will this even work? It's like knowers just have this innate ability to understand with just common sense. Like this is a good idea. It's not a good idea. Right. And that's it. Like there's there's not much more to it. And uh, sometimes depending on what type of personality they are, they, they might come off as maybe negative or like a Debbie Downer or like, man, why do they, they don't like my idea? Why do they not like it? And it's not that they don't like you or they don't. It's not you. It's not you. It's the idea. They just, <laughs> the idea doesn't make sense to them. It's, and it doesn't make sense because it's not practical. It doesn't, it's not common sense. It's, it doesn't pass that one and zero gut check test that they have. And until they trust what it is and, and trust the truth of what it is, like depending on their view of truth, then they're probably not going to engage with it. All right. Can you imagine like an engineer, like building something like, I feel like this will work, but they, <laughs> but then their manager looks at them and goes, do you know this will work? Yes or no? Like, right, you know right. what I mean? Like, and just take, man, that would be hilarious. And it's like, yeah, it'll, and I feel like it'll be okay. No, a- absolutely. <laughs> and, and, and here's why you would, I mean, here's why you'd want to go to a person that is a knower, because if I go to a strong feeler, and I, I present this idea that I love. I, mm. I want to start this business and I'm going to, I'm going to reach thousands of people and I'm going to, we're going to do We're going to partner with DoorDash and we're going to bring food to the nation. Whatever. You just bring up some idea that you've come up with. The feelers are going to be feeling the passion that you're talking with and they're going to be wanting to connect with you and, and encourage you that a lot of times they're going to go, yeah, that's a great idea. Like, oh my gosh. And, and would tend in some ways to be maybe even a little more naive. You do that to a knower and they're going to say, um, yeah, I don't, uh, it's not a good idea. Right. Or, or if they're nicer, they might go, hmm, I don't know about that. Or why would you do that? And so it, that, here's why you would go to them because you, you want to get a good kind of litmus test of, is this, is this past common sense test? Because honestly, like, I know this, this may sound, uh, I, take it for what it's worth, but in our, in our day and age, and Dave Ramsey would agree with me, I think like we don't, we kind of lack common sense. Oh, agreed. Agreed. It's it's kind of a, a lost art, you would say. Yeah. Which is why I look at guys like Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey is a knower. Yeah. I would, yep. 100%. If you call in, just watch a Dave Ramsey clip if you have a chance. If you got YouTube or something up and you're, you got a, a minute at, from, at work or you're at the gym, just throw on a quick Ramsey podcast or something. Listen to the way he talks to people. He, within like five to 10 seconds, he'll either sit there in silence as they're talking because he's just not sold on what they're saying, or he'll just kind of cut through it and go, you're, you're hiding the pee under the turtle shell, aren't you? 
And the, the, the people will go, <laughs> and he goes, nope, that's what you're doing, aren't you? Now, Dave is a little, obviously more blunt, more bold, more extreme, right. but it gives you a picture of like what goes on inside the knower's mind and, and gut. It's like, mm, that that's not common sense. That's so dumb. Right. So, but then, so I would say that the knowers would have to be very careful. Like they could be right, but the way they communicate is just as important as the information being correct or not correct for sure like they're like okay you're correct but the way you just delivered that like (laughs) you need to go grab the heart of the lord for that person right yo so true yeah because like i feel like you know you you can be as, as right as much as you want but then if like the person doesn't receive what you're saying well like it's truth and love right it's it's can't just be like and and pride could so easily creep in that could be like a very i feel like a very like a pitfall of a knower is pride like yeah like you know you have a gift you know you have you know god speaks to me and i just you know you you have a good track record but guess what you're not perfect too absolutely and it's it could be so easily so i think it's like really important for the knowers out there to always have the heart of the lord while you're communicating what you believe god said Come on. You can shut people yeah, you can shut people down really quickly and you might actually shut down a god idea that's not for this season right. by by oh, wow. just by yeah. using your instinct and saying no. And you actually are right in saying no because in this season it's not right, but you might destroy someone else without knowing it. And I, the cool thing is, I will say that uh, there are some knowers out there who have like a knower feeler mixture. And thankfully, they have enough compassion innately that they normally would never shut someone down like that. But this is probably more towards like your more extreme knowers that are more blunt in your face. And we all know them. They stand out pretty quick, especially you read this this chapter. You're going to you're going to be able to pick them out. But uh, there are I I will say there are other types of knowers like it's not like I said before, they're not just going to run you over Dave Ramsey type thing there. They will have maybe a little more savvy. But what you brought up was a great point, because the way you communicate something is just important as what you're communicating. Mm. If you're talking with a friend and you're arguing about something and you're constantly dismissive of what they're saying because you don't trust it or it's not what you know or your instinct is different, you have to be careful with the way you communicate that because you can really not not just hurt, but you can insult somebody without even knowing it by just being a know-it-all. And sometimes like we, we don't need to die on the, on the hill of being right all the time. And that is definitely a, a pitfall for a knower is being a know-it-all. Like your, your instincts have served you so well for a long time and your intuition is so good. Even, even like people that don't know the Lord might have really good instincts and intuition, but they have to realize there are other perspectives of, of how, to, how to do something and how to come at something, how to, how to find a solution or how to navigate a season of life so yes i love that you brought that up yeah and then you flip it like same scenario you flip it out on the feeler right the feeler is all like oh i don't want to hurt their feelings and you make them feel good in the moment but then you gave them the wrong word or the wrong thing to do and then the other person's longevity like the the immediate response is great but then the longevity of that person's going on a train wreck so, so true it's like we, we need each other we need the feeler to give us lessons as well as the knower giving us lessons i mean we need each other come on absolutely yeah and I, I wrote this down too knowers this will help some y'all knowers are not the types that are going to like follow recipes to a t or um or follow a bunch of people's opinions they're just going to rely on their instinct hmm. so you whether that's in the kitchen 
whether it's it's playing uh, sports, whether it's engaging in relationships, instinct is going to be, and intuition is going to be the highest priority. And here's where that gets tricky, though. Obviously, our instinct apart from the Lord right. is fallen. Right. That's where it leads into humanism. Yes. Like that's where you get all those, all, like Thoreau and all those guys, like trust in thyself, like that whole. Th- like that's that's literally the mantra for humanism is trust in yourself and don't care what you know it's it's yeah apart from god it's ooh, that's a slippery slippery slope I, yeah i wrote about a couple knower types in in the first chapter you've got people who are convinced of what they knew and what their gut was telling them like even hitler or someone like that who was so convinced <laughs> yeah, so convinced yeah. about what he thought truth was and he just he was willing to to, to massacre an entire people group because of a, a, a lie that he thought was true. Mm. So what we believe is true and what we believe about ourselves as true, what we believe about others, what we believe about God as a truth, especially as a knower, is really important because we're going to then, our, our instincts are going to filter everything through that lens of truth. Right. And then so, man, and then we live in postmodern society saying what is truth is there truth you know there's like we have a generation who literally doesn't believe in absolute truth absolutely like as the majority of the world i mean it's like like you know your truth i hate this your truth is your truth and my truth is my no there's one truth it's either yes or no right and we know that as christians when it comes to the word of god like it's it's pretty clear cut i would say for the most part but you know like one way his name is Jesus. And then, you know, people are like, oh, but that's for you. I'm like, no. <laughs> right. But, you know, you have maybe, you know, I had a thought like you had these, you know, maybe there was um, uh, times and, you know, pockets of history where people were, you know, in power were very knowing, knowing. But now we have all these feelers out there trying to run the country and run things and look where we are right now not not no diss against the feelers because i feel like you know we all have feelings and stuff like that and they're valid however when you're trying to you know change history and we're being moved by emotion and like we should but if it's solely emotion and there's no truth and there's no you know no god in it it's like it's a train wreck um that's such a cool observation we used yeah there in the in the past you had more knowers in leadership over nations and now you're seeing more feelers which is why truth has become accepted as being subjective mm-hmm. yeah wow and in the universities teachers I mean it's yeah I don't want to go into a history lesson and talk about all that but no, that's, no, that's really yeah. that's really cool and that's why we need like even today if because there are are many people who are being led in an unhealthy way by their emotions. You do need more knowers in a healthy way, right? Because they'll keep us grounded. Knowers, we need you. Yeah, it'll keep you keep us grounded, because they're not only just common sense people. They want to get to the root of the issue. What's the what's really going on here? What's what what makes sense? What doesn't make sense? I you you in some sometimes this will inspire them to even become reformers. Like um uh, like a Martin Luther King or someone like that because they'll give their life for the cause of establishing truth. Or you look at uh, certain coaches that establish a a, a culture of, of discipline. This is the way we're going to do it. We're not going to do it the other way. There's a right way to do it. There's a wrong way to do it. Uh, they want to uphold excellence and precision because they don't want to float around and waste time. Like that's the thing with knowers. They don't want to waste time. Mm. And they can and many times. I've seen this can get annoyed and frustrated by feelers and strong feeler types because 
they'll see them as wordy all over the place, impractical, and sometimes unstable. And whether that's true or not, they just can get frustrated because they're like, get to the heart of the matter, get to the point, right. and let's get not there. Not waste time. Not waste time. So, yeah, what are we doing with this? I remember... Well, actually, I'll wait. I'll wait to share that until a little later. Did you have something you were about to say? No, not really. Okay. You could share it if you want. I was going to ask you, like, my, actually, the one thing I was going to ask is, do you have any stories dealing with knowers or be, you being, because you you don't really, are you a knower? <laughs> I I would say I have some of that, and I can, uh, oh, that that is something I had written down on those notes. I <laughs> Y'all, I had written down an entire thing of notes last week and i lost them yeah but i just remembered one of my stories thank you god there you go oh Holy my gosh spirit. okay all right so some of you oh i don't know do i want to go here now well I'll, I'll share this story and then i want to talk about why discernment is needed from god's perspective because our like we said in, intuition is faulty am i well i'll answer your first question do i have any stories about knowers or knowing yes i do um so years ago i was I was in ministry doing some stuff out near Philly, and I went to this dinner lunch. This is how practical this can be, by the way. And uh, I was growing in discernment at that time, and was just at uh, this lunch with these this young couple and uh, some other friends. And I had been around this young couple a couple times, and they had been dating, and it seemed like it was really going somewhere. And for some reason, I'm at the the head of the table, and I look over at them, and I just know it's not going to work. Just, that's all, I just know. I didn't see a vision, didn't feel any weird emotions, I didn't talk it out, and I didn't hear anything in my mind. I just looked at them and knew they're not gonna make it. And at that time, there were no physical signs that could have indicated that to me hmm. because it seemed like a good relationship. And they had people, older people who were walking with them. And then within maybe two months, they were broken up. Oh, wow. And I And that's been a pattern for me ever since I was Ever since I was young, I've had a weird, I used to think it was just a sixth sense. And maybe if I really get close enough, maybe it's the Lord, maybe it's the feeler going off, like that I don't feel something. Uh, but I think it's it's a combo of knowing and feeling because uh, I, I can point to different times in my life where I was young and I'd get around a couple and I just knew they were going to get divorced. Mm. Or I was in uh, Argentina studying abroad and I was with this host family and we used to eat dinner every night and all of a sudden, one night, I don't know why, I was just eating dinner and I just knew, I went, something's not right. Something is not right in this relationship. And within two to, and within two to three months, like they separated and she left the house. So it's, it's so with your knowing, it seems like it really goes with relationships. With, a lot, of, yeah. yeah mine is very, very strong in the relationship category. Interesting. Yes, yeah. So the, the question of am I a knower, I am not a prime. I wouldn't consider primary, that's not the primary right. way I hear. Right. I, it's not, but it is. It has become a very strong area of my life. But here's here's what I want to say about that. I was not actually, despite the stories I just told you, I was not actually like that when I was younger. I was very gullible, like super gullible. I would not have said that I had a great grasp on common sense and uh, like gut instinct. In fact, I probably. I, I don't know. I just never really saw myself that way. And I wanted to be friends with everybody. Like, I just, that maybe that's the feeler. Maybe that's just people pleasing. I don't know. There's layers to this stuff. But I remember in college, I wanted to be friends with everybody. And you get, you put yourself in compromising situations like that. 
the people that I know that are primary knowers, they don't want to be friends with everyone. Right. And it's not because they're mean <laughs> or whatever. It's just because they don't trust everyone. Sure. And because they've like, they, they don't see the point of that. So they're very content to kind of pull away. And sometimes, honestly, knowers can live a lonely life because they, they will, they know the truth and they're sticking with it and they would rather uh, like stick with what they know to be true than be popular and be, be the class president. But for me, I wanted to be friends with everyone. And then what happened was I got out of college and I started going into ministry and the Lord began to connect me with, with people who were very discerning. Like I, I could, there were a number of people he placed around me that were much older than I was that were, I would consider like primary knower people. They, they were not like I was like, I was seeing visions and dreams and, and all these different things. And they, they just were like stakes in the ground, like reality check for me. Yes or no. Yeah. But like God showed me in this dream, like blah, 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 blah. And they're like, no, I don't, that something's not right about that. And they would always be right about it. <laughs> now I wasn't always convinced when they would argue with me and I'd get irritated, but it was true what they said. And I, I began to spend a lot of time around them. And over time, I learned how they process through life. I learned from them, not everyone is your friend. You're not meant to be friends with everyone. Yeah. I learned basic things like that that might seem like trivial truths to everyone else. But when you're 23 and 24 and you, you just, you know, you, you're just trying to create a new life and you're trying to establish yourself in business and socially, uh, the Lord was really trying to pull me into a different place with him. And over a period of a couple of years of spending time with them, with different knowers, and having them correct me for making stupid choices, and then having them tell me stuff like, you have a good gut. And I was like, what? They would tell me these things. You have a good gut and you need to trust it. I didn't know what that meant. But then I found over some years of time, my discernment grew and grew and grew. And a lot of that too comes with walking with God because you spend time in the Word and your discernment grows and your love for truth grows and because a lot of us don't have a love for truth in some ways a lot of us i don't mean this is a rebuke but some of us love our feelings more than we love truth it's true some of us love uh love just creating things more than we love sticking with the truth because the truth is honestly it's a it leads to a narrow road right but i took a personality test within the last six months or something this is uh, called the working genius it's this business personality test and Ironically, one of the highest things I scored on was discernment. Really? Yeah. And and 10 years ago, that was not me. Like, it was not me at all. And it was one of my quote-unquote geniuses, which is one of the top things. You take this test and they give you geniuses and then working competencies and then areas that you're not very good mm-hmm. in. And, and discernment was one of my highest ones along with um, rallying people around an idea. And, and, and yeah, basically like... What was your lowest? Uh, what was it? tenacity I think it was like following through with uh, I think it was like following through with things in the details like the, the problem was that what I figured out through this test was I have all these ideas and I like to create them but I don't always know how to follow through with them sure so well, yeah. there's this year makes but, sense yeah so yeah so I was I yeah it was funny because the one of the people on our team was like yes that's totally you because she <laughs> she was helping edit my book at the time and she goes I go, is that really me? Like, I finished the book. She goes, do you know how many weeks you came in here and said, I just had this idea. And I think I see us, like we can do this and maybe I'll add this in each chapter. And she'd look at me and her highest is tenacity. And she'd go, just get it done. Yeah, just do it. Just finish it. (laughs) So it was just, yeah, it was funny. It's funny how like my spiritual 
you, whether you want to call them personality, also gifts matched what the what the uh, actual natural personality test revealed. But the the striking part and why I share that is like discernment was one of my highest things, and I thought, holy moly, like no wonder God put me around people who are way stronger, right? Because there's an impartation that happened. That's exactly what I was thinking. Like there's something that being around these people rubbed off on you naturally, but also spiritually as well, a deposit that God put in you in that and grows. Like we can all grow in these things. Like that's the thing, like with every one of these personalities, it's not you're you're this and that's it. Like we all grow in the hearer, the seer, the speaker, like, but there's one that's going to be your primary and even secondary, but we can all, you know, grow in all this you might not be a black and white person and all knower of knowers but god still wants you to be a knower god wants to still use you in discernment why because it says like the gifts of god like a discernment of spirits is a spiritual gift like you don't get like three and that's it like you can have as many as you want like ask god like if you're going to actually use the gifts ask him and he'll grow you in these things so i just want to encourage people don't be like oh that's not me i'm not gonna like just kind of like throw it out the window no like ask god to grow you in these areas so he can take you on a journey because this is the thing we're at we're after to look like Jesus. Jesus is the embodiment of all of these personalities, all of the fivefold ministry, whatever you want to go into. It's Jesus is at all of these things, right? And we need to look like him, talk like him, see like him, hear like him, know like him. So I don't know where I'm going with this, but That's I hope good. that makes sense. Yeah. And if you want to grow in discernment, find knowers, right? And get around them and talk to them and like ask them questions about things that you're thinking through and watch how quickly they can assess something. It's, it's uncanny, right? And I, I was fascinated by how like how quickly they could read like these knowers I, that I was placed around. They were older women, oddly enough, just older. A lot of them were older women, and I was fascinated by how quickly they could read a situation and read a person. It was like they could scan them. Yeah. And I'm sitting there waiting for a vision and whatever else, and they just know. And I'm like, right. what? And I, I would ask, how does this, how does that happen for you? And they're like, I don't know. It's just like a download comes to me, or I just. I get a quick read on someone and I know very quickly I can trust their character or I can't. Jesus had this happen many, many times. He went up to Nathanael and said, here is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. And Nathanael goes, how do you know me? Mm. Like Jesus read him quickly in a positive sense. Yeah. Because so far I've kind of made discernment as like... Of the negative. Of the yeah. negative. There's a very positive side to knowing. Absolutely. Because you can know who someone's called to be. You may not have seen the vision of where they're going or you may not even like them all that much and feel the heart for them, but you know, oh yeah, God's hands on them. Right. And you, we need knowers. This is legit. Yeah. Like, that's, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is of God. I didn't feel it. I just know it's of God. And you and you and there's a weight to what they're saying. I've had this happen. I'm sure you have too, where you run into people, whether it's in the church, and, and oftentimes it's someone who's much older, yes. like an elder yes. or maybe someone who's just an intercessor or whatever. And they come up and they're they're like, I know God has called you to be a preacher. Yeah. And yeah, and right. you're probably really insecure about it. Right. And but yet they, it comes at a timely time, and you're like, Oh, thank you, God. And they know who God really made you to be, even if they just met you. Right. Right. And it's it's amazing. I had someone do that when I first moved up to uh, to Lancaster back in 2018, 2019. Someone came up to me in a prayer meeting. They did not know me, but they said, "There's power when you pray, and when you've opened your mouth and start praying, you're going to be a leader." 
and you are, they knew that about me. They didn't say, hey, God, I saw this picture of a falcon flying and God's <laughs> called you the prophet. They didn't do all that stuff. They right. just very bluntly said, like, you're going to be a leader and God is going to raise you up here. Right. And then you hold on to those things because your spirit bears witness with the truth of what the Holy Spirit is sharing with you. Mm-hmm. So you counter knowers, whether it's whether they're reading it for negative or positive, You oftentimes you know, and we need both that in, that exhortation side of them and and also the corrective side because if we if we look at it really like feelers are much more of the encouragement side of god like they're building you up making you feel good making you feel connected knowers are oftentimes more exhorting they're going to point the point at you and say this is who god created you to be and it might even come off like whoa or like uh, that it's intense but that's what ex- the nature of exhortation, which is mm. which is like you're directing people. It's the the pointy finger, right? Yeah, and there's like there. I feel like there's like a gift of faith too, and a lot of knowers. Like you don't, you've never met this person, you know, and God just tells you like they're called to be a leader. They're called to the business world. Like it's 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 a prof- it, like God uses it in the prophetic as well. Like the discernment of spirits. That's like. That, that's a prophetic gift but i would say faith is also a, pr- a prophetic gift as well like it's it's like no this is what you're called and you know you never even met this person like you just met him five seconds ago and boom it just resonates with that person it's like whoa like yeah and you encourage him you exhort him you stir them up it's like it's great yes yeah i love that I, and uh, going back to what you're saying earlier too with uh no the ability to grow as a knower I, I, I was talking with some friends about this topic the other night, and someone said a mature believer should have a good grasp on all five of these personalities. And I, my, my spirit went, yes, yes, that's it. So I, I, I want to just echo again what Eric was saying, that as you pursue and you, and you realize what, how you were made here, uh, there will be seasons where God is going to develop these things. And I know a lot of you, especially the strong feelers out there, you, you may not relate to this at all, but there's an, there's an aspect of discernment that God wants to grow you in. I was sharing my story earlier about growing in it, and I want to share this. In, this is encouraging. It popped in my mind um, about why impartation is important and why why pursuing the Lord and His truth is important. So uh, around that time, um, I, Barbara Works is a, a spiritual mother to me and to many others in this area. She is a primary knower, and I didn't. I'm not just putting that label on her. She read my book and was like, "I'm a knower." <laughs> yeah, like people know a lot of times, especially. Um, the, the really strong blunt ones they can they can see it like they can see it so anyways years ago I was talking with her uh, about different situations she like I, I need to pray for you for discernment and she laid her hands on me and began to pray for an impartation of discernment and and that time I'd never heard of that like because my thought was always like I mean some things are impartable but how can you impart your your knowings but she prayed for me and I and like laid her hands on me and prayed, God, impart what I carry in discernment to this guy. And I felt, an in, from that day, I began to feel an increase. I, I legitimately noticed a difference from areas where I used to be gullible and people could fool me. And then all of a sudden, like it's like people's masks started coming off. Wow. And not long after that, maybe within a year or something, I was watching... I was I was traveling for uh, work at that time, and I was staying in hotels like, every single week for uh, months and months at a time. And I was in this hotel, 
in York, Pennsylvania, actually. Mm-hmm. And I was watching this late night Christian television show. And there's this guy. I don't know who he, what his name is. Billy Bob. Uh, Billy Bob. <laughs> and he's he was ministering at this Native American reservation. And he would go up to people and he would pray over them. And he would know, he would see visions of like, uh, like the spirits that were attached to people's afflictions. And he, and he would just like know what spirit was going on that was making them sick. And he would cast the spirit out. And then he would pray for the people and they would get healed. So he, he wouldn't just say be healed. He'd actually go to the root of it and find out what's actually causing this. Not, mm-hmm. just, not just you need help or need health. Uh, he would go for that. So that night I go to sleep and he walks up to me in a dream and he shakes my hand and electric electricity shoots out of his hand into my hand and shocks me like you just touched a, a, a socket. And I went pop like in my hand and I woke up. And I noticed, no joke, from that time on, a very like noticeable increase then in discerning of spirits. Wow. It really began to increase. And I had other dreams as well, um, kind of similar related, where all like I had one with Bob Jones, where he I was I began to pray for this. I actually began to ask God, Lord, I, I need I, I notice how discerning some of these people are. I need help because otherwise I'm gonna get fooled. Like Here's the thing, and this is a side tangent, but I'll come back. If you have idols in your heart and you have the love of money or fame or lust, or you have not dealt with your abandonment or rejection issues, you will get fooled. Yeah, easily. It's not a matter of if, you will. And these things, the devil knows then how to ensnare you because you won't be discerning in areas that where you're lusting after something. Mm-hmm. So... I was praying for this because I knew, man, I, I know based on where God has shown me that I'm supposed to go and my calling, I need a greater level of knowing. I must, I need to know quickly who is for me and who's against me and who's a wolf and who's not. Because at that time, I did not have that ability and the, I, I just, I couldn't see it and I was a people pleaser. So I couldn't, um, like setting boundaries was really hard for me because I didn't want to hurt people's feelings. Mm-hmm. So the truth was still not my highest priority. So then I have this dream around that time with Mel, with this guy, Billy Bob. And then the <laughs> next, then I have this other dream um, where Bob Jones is there and he's asking me, what is that? And I'd try to, I'd say, I think it's this spirit. And he'd go, okay, could be, what's that? And then all of a sudden, like he prayed for me or something. And, and I felt it in the natural as I was sleeping. Um, I mean, electricity shooting through my body up and down. Wow. And again, I, I began to notice then substantial increases in discernment and discerning of spirits to where leaders in my life around that time, within a, a span of two years, would say he has, they would say he has the gift of discernment because then all of a sudden I started reading things different, but didn't start that way. So right. to go back to your original question, are you a knower? I would say I've become, it, it's become part of the way I hear. I wouldn't say it's my most dominant trait, but I've grown strong in it. And uh, if you want to get real technical, it might be like one of my, my subdominant thing. It might be tied with the feeler. I don't know. It's, it's very close um, behind the seer, but I would, I would say I didn't start that way. So you can grow in these areas, especially if you pray into them. And especially if you have callings where you see like, I'm going to need God, I need to hear you more in this way. I need your heart. I need your voice. I need your vision. I need to, I need to know your thoughts. If you identify that, begin to pray into it and the Holy Spirit will give you a burden for that. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it just like to to piggyback off of that, like some things won't come naturally to you. Like there's like there's things like, oh yeah, like I've been like this since I was five years old. Okay, that's great. Um, but God wants you to come into the fullness of the maturity of of who he is, like the revelation of who he is and having you like us being the temple of the Holy Spirit, like he wants um, fullness in that. So, you know, if you're thinking right now, man, I need to I need to really grow in discernment. I really need to, you know, be a knower. Well, here here's some things you can do. Get around knowers, no matter how much they irritate you. If you're a feeler, they're going to probably hurt your feelings. But know that. You know, they're, they're not trying to do that. They just want you to learn from them and grow. So it's going to take humility. You know, we have to die to our pride in all things. So get around knowers as well as like contend and ask God to give you these things. Like we can't just coast by and be like, well, I guess that's not, you know, the gift I have. It's like, okay, but, you know, let God use a measure of it. Like we should always wanting, want to be growing. Come on. We always have to be growing. We we live in a time, in, in, in an era where we cannot be lackadaisical anymore. We can't just be sitting on the ca- sitting on the couch like, all right, you know, God make. <laughs> I always hear the analogy like everybody wants to be like Billy Graham, but they won't get off their couch and get off Facebook and stop posting all their revelation. They're not like faith without works. Come on, you know. So, Lord, raise up the Barbara Works. Come raise, on, just raise up. Out. Yeah, there's, there's room out there. Yeah, and and again, I'll I'll hammer this home because she's one version of a knower. She's a very extreme version, but there are uh, and I and I love her for that. So, but there are others too. There are others of you out there. You might be. You might read this book and you might say, "I relate to parts of the knower." And I relate strongly to parts of the feeler or something. And that's a unique combo. Like what if you're, what if you're a knower and a feeler or a knower and a seer? Um, you might be a 50-50 mix. So take the parts of it that really resonate with you and understand in the season that you're in, which one is God growing and which one is he challenging and which one, where are your weaknesses? Yeah, and I also feel this, like don't, don't constantly ask people, what am I? What am I? Go ask God. Like, I think, I think there's so so many times we just want to rely on people and, and like, oh, if this person, if this influential person tells me what I am, like, therefore I am like, no, like you have the Lord Jesus Christ. You have the Holy Spirit. Ask him who he's created you to be in him. That's good. That's the main thing that should motivate and drive us. Like, and if you want, you know, a certain prophet or a certain leader in the body of christ to tell you something to stroke your ego or whatever like you need to get that out of your heart right now i just feel this really strongly like you need to let god tell you who you are in him amen salah i don't know Salah. that's the speaker i just speak talking my brother no it's beautiful that's beautiful and with that yeah it is most it's it's going to be most secure and most rooted if it comes from the Lord. And as you read a book like this, you're going to find, I've heard these testimonies from this, like people that went, oh, I'm not, I'm not a knower or something. I couldn't be like that. And then within a week or two, God gives confirmation after confirmation after confirmation. They go, oh, I actually didn't see myself a certain way. Right. I have a, I have a friend. I won't share their name just for privacy reasons, but they were, I always felt like they were a knower. Now they're not blunt. They're not abrasive and in your face. So they're not extreme. Uh, and they're kind of a mixture of, of one or two of these uh, personalities. But the reason why I knew that they were a knower is because 
They were extremely realistic and practical. And they always would say things like, I knew that was going to happen. Oh, I knew it. I knew it. I knew he was going to say that. Right. I knew that they were going to go to that. They were going to leave the church. Or I knew that they were going to join that business. That's a telltale sign. Someone's a knower, by the way, when they consistently say, I knew that was going to happen. Right. Not, I, not oh, I saw it before it happened or whatever else. It's, it is a, a knowing. So they, uh, this person read the, read the book or read part of the book, and within, I think, a week or two after that, they began to pay more attention to the thoughts they were having and these intuitions, and they realized... Oh wait, yeah, I I am actually like always thinking about keeping things efficient, keeping things practical. I just may not have been the extreme side, and they begin to then value that part of how God created them. And it didn't come from someone sitting there and explaining it to them every step of the way. Oh, that's yeah, there it is again. There's the knower. It came from the Holy Spirit, and now they can see at least part of the way they were made. And now they're a mix of of one of two of them. But uh, I found that encouraging because God will fill in the gaps. Now, for you though, Eric, like I know you don't consider yourself a knower. So, like, how does how how do you relate or not relate to this chapter? Are there thoughts that you have about the way you process with God that might be you might share and find helpful for people that are listening? Yeah, that's hard because like there there's people who who are opposite of you in the way you process the, your gifts, your whatever. And that's, I think humility is key. Like we have to be humble. It's not, you, you, you know, you, you know it all. You don't, like you really don't. Like, and that's the, and that's the beauty of the body of Christ, man. Like it's not just the arm. It's not the leg. It's, it's everything. Like we don't want arms flopping around all over the place and then we can't move anywhere because we don't got legs, you know? So like, I don't know. I think humility is key. Like you know, there's there's times. Obviously, we're all human, and there's going to be natural fr- like tendencies to be frustrated or confused or like like oh man, why would they why would they do it like that or like why would they talk about it like that or just you know for the knower like why would you just say it like that why didn't did you process it did God confirm this in a dream or a vision or whatever like you know but like no like and then also I think track record is super important too like you know if a person has like you know, give people grace and the benefit, like we all can grow and stuff. But like, if you see a consistent track record with a person and like that, that's huge in anything, whether it's visions, dreams, or whether it's like just knowing and people making declarative statements, like, you know, you can trust that and and we all mature and grow. But yeah, hopefully that answers that. Yeah. I mean, I think too, yeah, the consistency, that's so good because what I look for too is not just someone who finds the negative in everything. Right. And not just anyone. I look for just a general approach to do, do they want to find the root of everything? Like, are they looking and can they read it quickly? And not just the negative, but can they can they see the positive very quickly as well? Yeah, balance. Balance right, it. Yeah. And that's how I, I begin to see, oh, they're in a healthy place or, or maybe maybe not as healthy. But it's it is an important thing to know know our friends and know how God has made them. And speaking of that, let's let's talk now about like biblical discernment. Mm. Because up till now, I mean I've shared some stories that would already apply to that, but Bible wise, like how all right, Tyler. All right, Eric. Where are you getting the knower from Scripture? Like, where where are you getting that? Well, there's a lot of verses 
on discernment from Old to New Testament. Mm-hmm. And I, I picked out just a couple this morning in my time with the Lord just to share with you. You've got one, Hosea. Here's a book we don't spend a lot yeah, of time in. Come on, that's a great Shoko book. Bobo. It's a really good book. Mraba. As you say, <laughs> Roboshiki. Roboshiki. All right, Hosea 14.9. I doubt that's a chapter many of you have spent a ton of time in. But uh, let's see. It says, verse 9, Whoever is wise, let him understand these things. Whoever is discerning, let him know them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For the ways of the Lord are right. The upright walk in them but transgressors stumble in them. Right there, you see a distinction between wisdom and understanding and discernment because wisdom is something that must be understood through time. Discernment comes from knowing. Whoever is discerning, let him know them. And knowing is most oftentimes kind of instantaneous. Um, Well, sometimes instantaneous, not always though. There is a discernment, um, especially from in the Greek word, there's a word named, that's called gnosko, uh, it's the word for knowing, discerning, growing in knowledge. There is another side of discernment that comes through time of like getting revelation that builds that builds upon your initial instinct. So you've got two two sides of the coin, really. It, it comes immediately and you just know a bunch of stuff or you know something. And then a lot of times then you have to unravel that. So 1 Corinthians 14, 29, let, let two or three prophets speak and others should weigh carefully what is said. In other translations, it says, let others discern or let them judge, let them evaluate. Yeah. So we are called as the body of Christ to discern, evaluate, judge, and weigh what is being said, what's happening. A lot of, uh, I would say people in certain camps of Christianity would say, don't judge me. Or <laughs> only God can yeah, judge me. Don't, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Christians shouldn't judge or thou shalt not judge. And I'm like, where are you getting that from the Bible? Because it says right here judge. and in multiple, multiple other passages, passages, am I not to judge the believers that are within the house of God? Right. That's what the Apostle Paul said. So we are called. Lovers of truth judge. Lovers of truth definitely judge. Come on. In a positive way. Yes. Right. And yeah, because ju- we think judgment negative. Ooh, yay. Yeah. I don't like that. Right. But judgment can be positive too. Verdicts are not always negative. Then you've got Jesus, though, all right? Matthew 10, 16. I'm sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be wise as serpent and innocent as doves. You could also probably substitute there, be as be discerning like serpents, sure. innocent as doves. So we're warned about that from Christ because there are, because we need discernment. And the body of Christ needs an upgrade in yes. knowing. It needs a major upgrade in knowing. Why? Because they need to know uh, where the wolves are, need to know false prophets, need to know con artists, these types of things. They need to also, on the positive side, know the calling and the giftings on people's lives. They need to know what God is saying to the church and know what he's not saying. You need to know the times and the seasons. If you look at it, the sons of Issachar in many ways were knowers. Yes. They knew the signs in the, of the times. It, it, we don't know a ton about the way they received, but just from kind of the surface level, it very much seems like they had a a very good, what do you want to call it, intuition or grasp or sense of what God was saying, and then they would follow that path and 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 no others. So there is a, a need for discernment. And along with that, Eric, talk to me about what you see as the difference between discernment and suspicion or discernment and paranoia because or false accusation because 
some people can grab onto that and say, all right, I'm going to be as discerning as a serpent, but uh, all of a sudden now I'm labeling everyone as a demon. Yeah, yeah. We got to be so careful with that. I think we just have to be care- like, am I in the flesh or am I in the spirit? If you sow to the flesh, you're going to reap of the flesh. If you sow to the spirit, reap of the spirit. Um, does If you get one thing wrong, does that automatically mean you're not a knower? You don't have discernment? No, we grow, we learn, there's grace. However, we, we have to be aware. And I think it's, and, I, and that's something I'm still trying. I feel like we, we can either be really naive or really um, uh, paranoid, right? We just had a, a teaching on this by um, our apostle Jake. He was talking about like discerning wolves and, you know, do we, do we, are we naive or are we, or are we um, paranoid? And I, I think like it, it's such a fine line. And I really don't have any answers because I'm still trying to figure it out myself. But I think we just have to be careful. Are we are we in the flesh? Like, check your filter. Like, is there anything in me right now that could be, you know, if I have the sense of knowing, like, is there anything in me? Is there any situation in me that's influencing my decision in, in, in a negative way or a positive way or whatever? Like, we have to have this dialogue with god i think it comes back to having a dialogue with god god what do you think about this what what do you what are you sensing and then let's say you like you know you hear it or you know it and then it's right praise the lord let's say it's wrong okay where did i go wrong in that where did where did where did i miss it and be and don't be condemning you know don't don't shame yourself but just be honest and like and let god show you and let him grow you so, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. That's what I, mm-hmm. but I, like I said, I'm still figuring it out, man. There are a couple things Jake had done, like he said, a teaching on this, and he wrote a couple things down to look for as guidelines for discernment. And I want to highlight a couple of these. So they're really good. First one is subjective discernment and objective facts. Subjective discernment is valid, but it's best when combined with objective facts. Because as we, I, as we follow the Lord, and as knowers, as we're growing in discernment and we're getting God's assessment and read on a situation very quickly, we do we can trust our, our intuition in, in a sense, but we also want to hold that and know that like sometimes what we're sensing or feeling um, it can be biased. And we need to wait before we make really, really strong judgments about people or situations because it it is a very slippery slope like some people might be biased you know they grew up and their mom said something like she told me never to trust that person or don't ever trust a man who does this and and you may not have thought of that phrase for 15 20 years but for some reason there's a filter in your mind that is causing you to not trust certain types of people right you have an agreement with what you were told and the way you were taught but it was actually truth it wasn't truth, but it was it was like a dysfunctional truth right. that was implanted in the your world, mind, the, the worldly like, way. That's it. My the, the, a story that comes to my mind real quick. I know we're getting a little long, but um, my grandfather grew up in racist West Virginia, in the in the coal mining town. His his my great grandparents were very racist, and he grew up in that household. He uh, as soon as he graduated high school, two days later, went into the navy, and. Um, and you know the Lord, he wasn't saved at this point either. Um, and uh, thank God that there was an African American gentleman. He actually like befriended, but it, he said it took time, and he actually led him to the Lord. And his wow. three best friends in the Navy 
was an African-American man, a Jewish man, and a Puerto Rican guy. And a man, and he and became best friends and got saved in the Navy. Two weeks after he left, he went to Bible school, and he was in, and now and has been doing ministry for over fifty years. It's your grandfather? My grandfather. Yeah, it's it, I love I love him so much, and and my grandma. I'm just I, I love and honor them so much. And uh, but yeah, like if he didn't check this filter, right? He was raised not to trust people who didn't look like him, blonde hair, blue eyes, like that whole thing. But God had a different plan. Like God grabbed him, changed his filter, changed his way of of, 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 of seeing things and knowing things and, and completely, you know, <laughs> took him on this journey. And now like, you know, I'm you know, I'm like fourth generation of Pentecostal charismatic now. Thank God for the, 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 the journey that my my ancestors went on so yeah we have to be really careful of like what is influencing our knowing right 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 so the yeah man i i want to say something too on that because checking our filter that's a phrase eric keeps using um that would be so let me refer back before i forget because we get going on the on these trails like the first thing i that jake had put on here subjective discernment and objective facts being careful about that um, the importance of checking our filter, and third, not being hasty in conclusions. But I want to; those are three things to to really keep in mind as you're discerning things about people, making conclusions about what God is saying, what He's not saying as a knower. Uh, but on the filter part, uh, and to Eric's point, there are we have to be aware of our own trauma, our own pain our own offense because they taint genuine discernment. Yes. They will mess you up. I can't tell you how many times this has happened to me and other knowers that I, I've been around where they they quote unquote discern mm. something about somebody that they're engaging with, like, oh well they're just they're full of pride. They're just full of pride. But really Jealousy. They're jealous. And many times too their discernment is rooted in rejection. And that rejection, the R word, is a, is a massive hang-up, especially for all prophetic people. But knowers really need to be careful because you will filter your interactions with how people talk to you, what they say and don't say to you. And a lot of it will be rooted in the fact that you had a bad week and felt rejected. And you're projecting your frustration onto that person and you're twisting things that they say and thinking that they're rejecting you and they must just be full of pride. So you make it all about what they're doing wrong, but the reality is your heart's not right. right. The root is actually your problem and your insecurity. It's not the fact that what they said or what they didn't say. We have to be careful of this because our our traumas, our offenses, and our jealousies can become a form of discernment that's demonic. Yes, and worldly. Yeah. Very worldly. And I, so I, I, I talk a lot with... Uh, to, to God about this, just that Lord help heal my insecurities, heal heal my rejection, and is what I'm discerning about this person being uh, rude or standoffish or prideful. Is that really them, or is that actually something that I'm frustrated about in my relationship with you? And I'm just mm. looking for a scapegoat to project my frustration. Man. So we've got to be careful of this, and knowers especially because you are the discerners. Yeah. You are the you are the practical side of God. Like you are the yes, no, stake in the ground. Let's bring it back to reality in a healthy sense. Um, and if your heart is not right and is not pure, you can get thrown off and actually dismiss relationships that God wanted to bring into your life 
because you get convinced of something out of your own pain and trauma. Mm. So being careful of that. This can even impact your dreams. So believe it or not, knowers can have dreams. And we've talked about this before. Can you feel things as a knower? Yes. Can you see things as a knower? Yes. Mainly what we're getting at is understanding the consistent ways that God speaks to us and the motivations behind it. The knowers that are having dreams or have dreams sometimes, they're not going to dream as much as like a strong seer probably, but a lot of their dreams will reveal root issues about people or or territories or like demonic strongholds or things that God wants to do. They're going to be very, um, for lack of a better term, like root issue dreams. They're going to consistently have those types of dreams because they're going to speak to the very motivation that God has placed in these discerners, which is the truth, the the practical, realistic one zero of God. And at, even if they're not careful with guarding their heart, even their dreams can get tainted and they can have dreams about uh, things that are that are, are that God is saying, quote unquote, but he's not actually saying that, whether it's a discernment about a person, whether it's a discernment about uh, a label about someone and, and that dream causes them not to like that person. But in reality, was that dream from God or was that just a tainted thing in your heart that is causing that dream, your soul? So it, it, this thing, it gets complicated because the heart is a, is a tricky thing. So we, on one hand, we trust our intuitions and, and we trust them as we grow in the Holy Spirit. And we also just keep a constant like filter and check on our heart and allow the Holy Spirit to shine a light. Right. That's so good, man. That's so good. Like, I, and I think thought I had too is just like before you even get into like the gifting and you know the knowing and getting into the you know details things make sure your foundation is good because if you're not rooted like like Tyler was saying like if you have the rejection issues still you have all these uh, an unclean filter and you're not established in proper identity as sons and daughters in um in the Lord, like, yeah, that's, you know, you can, if you don't have a proper foundation, it's the, the tower, the building, whatever is going to crumble. The temple will crumble, but you, so make sure that, you know, you have God's heart when, when knowing, make sure you're rooted in your identity and that you're secure, that there's no envy or jealousy or strife or any of that stuff trying to infiltrate and taint your knowing. Just, just be careful with that. Cause you know, regardless all of these things are great but the most important thing is that you are a son and or and or daughter of the lord and that has to be so like ingrained in you um while doing this so just wanted to add that no that is good and for those of you who i know some of you out there have family members that are constantly paranoid and they are they're looking for what's wrong all the time or they're focused on excessively on people's motives when there's no real reason to do that or they're like suspicious all the time um they're those are knowers they're just not the holy spirit just hadn't gotten a hold of them or they, may, or they may be unhealthy but you now have prayer points for them you, right. you now know how to how to speak to their language because if if they are a true knower knower you you're not going to go to them and expect them to sit there for two hours as you pour out your feelings or, or process all of your uh, external processing. You, you, you now realize, oh, there's a specific way that they, they process the world. There's a specific way God wants to talk to them. And now I can pray for them and engage with them in that way. So we can begin to look at people that we interact with and call them into who God has made them to be. And then also encourage them, hey, you're, you're a discerning person. 
You're, like God is, God wants to give you more discernment. Let's pray into this. Let's pray into you becoming someone who um, can not only see the negative, but it can also see God's side of the situation. And as you do that, like you're going to become a trusted voice for people um, who need to navigate tricky situations in relationships. Because let's be honest, like whether it's romantic relationships or or facilitating your who your kids are hanging around or knowing what ministries to, to be a part of being a knower and having knowers in your life is crucial because we need a discernment of what God is saying and sometimes we don't have the luxury of waiting a month to make decisions I feel that because as much as I even for me as a seer like sometimes I, I pray for more discernment because I, I don't have time maybe to wait for the dream all the time to come or the vision. I need to know, like, God, give me, give me your assessment. Give me your guidance to know yes or no quickly. Because the quicker we get at knowing, wait a second, something doesn't feel right. That, that's, I've learned that's God's way of saying no. You, I use the metaphor of the green light, yellow light, red light. You'll learn over time what feels right and what doesn't feel right. And as knowers, you will have feelings like that. And those feelings serve to show you yes and no, true, not true. And if you don't sense a piece about it or, or, or your gut just kind of gives you a bit of a check, pay attention to that and you'll learn over time no and yes so that you can go quickly to the places God has called you to go and go with the right people. And I want to share one last story. This is, this is in 1 Samuel 25 because some of you, uh, I know some you scripture heavy people are going to want to say, okay, well, give me, give me some more scripture. I would encourage you to read the story of 1 Samuel 25. This is between David and Abigail. So David is, is at this time, he's on the run from Saul. And he's, he and his mighty men are guarding towns and fighting off um, like enemy people. And in, re, in return, they basically get fed by these small towns and these villages. So he's, he's been guarding this guy named Nabal uh, in Carmel. And this guy is a very rich guy. And so David's men has protected his... his uh, his flock and some of the shepherds that were guarding Nabal's property and livestock. And he asks for food in return. And Nabal basically, you'll, you can read the story for yourself, basically like accuses David, not to his face, but to David's representatives of being a guy who ran away from his master and being rebellious. And like, I, I'm not going to, why do why am I going to give this guy anything? Like he just ran away from his master and totally disrespected him. And David at this time has been called to be the anointed king of Israel, just hadn't stepped into it yet. So Nabal totally disrespects him and unjustly uh, basically says, we're not going to, we're not going to give you food and, and anything for all the protection you've given us. And David, when he hears this, you know, we're talking about how we got to guard our filter. David goes, strap on your swords, we're going to go kill him, and decides we're going to go wipe out the entire town for what this guy did. That's unhealthy, first of all. I would say so. Yes, very unhealthy. But da- you see, David, though, David was much more of a primary feeler. So he's he is living off of his emotions in many ways because he's up and he's down. You can read that in the Psalms. Like he's, you've never seen, seen a person that was I mean, he's filled with God's heart for sure, but there are other times where, man, he was depressed and then happy and then joyful and then sad. And you can read into that, but you can see where his emotions got triggered in that moment and he felt disrespected and felt the weight of injustice and then wanted to act immediately. I'm going to kill him because now I'm angry and it's unjust. The problem is um, he was actually going to take matters into his own hands 
and, and murder an entire group of people. Abigail is Nabal's wife, and the Bible says she was beautiful and discerning. And she comes up and brings food to David and in so many words, like gives them food and says, hey, my, my master, my, my husband, he made a mistake. And she, she says, but you're, you're about to make a mistake as well because if you take this into your own hands, you're going to regret it for shedding blood without any real cause. Let the, let the Lord work salvation. Don't work it for yourself. Yeah. So David says, blessed are you for your discretion because you've kept me from blood guilt and working salvation with my own hand. If you had not done this, then... And, and I know the Lord used you, then I would have hurried and not left a single male in the whole the whole village and oh anyone connected gosh. to Nabal. He would have killed everybody. Praise God for Take, Abigail. <laughs> Abigail, discerning. So she she was a she was a knower. She was a knower and she helped balance out the feeler. So um, we want to you know, just kinda of goes back to many of the things we we're talking about. Understanding our filter, understanding uh, where our hearts are at, and then knowing like who the knowers are in our life so we can stay intact with what God is saying. Right. Knowers, you save lives, (laughs) literally. Um, Yeah, so, hey, listen, guys, thank you so much for tuning in today. Knowers, we hope you are blessed by this. I hope you're encouraged by this. And even those who want to be a knower and want to grow in, in discernment and stuff, it's available for you. Ask God. And, and and let them work uh, the journey into you and let them work the gifting into you. So, hey guys, my name is Eric. I'm Tyler. And this is the Pilgrim's Podcast. Thanks so much, guys. We'll see you next time.